Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. You talk about great Thursdays in sports. We're always talking about the NCAA tournament first day. Today's pretty good. Baseball starts today. And Tiger Woods is teeing off in literally three minutes down in Augusta right now. Yeah, well, baseball for me doesn't start today because my Yankees don't get it going until tomorrow against the Red Sox. The Mets don't really count as baseball, as it turns out. That's a fair point. Yeah, many, many, point. many others as well. It although, is, although they are a favorite in the National League, we got to give them a little bit of credit. Yeah, that's true. And we, if we have to, it is. <laughs> it is Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, in for Greedy today on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance. So as we said, Tiger teeing off 11.04. And Chris, I could not get over this yesterday. You listen to the man talk all week. And yes, he is excited to go and compete. But there are very real doubts in him about where he is, not with his golf swing, but with his body's ability to quite literally walk this course four days in a row. He hasn't done it for 18 holes yet. He did it for nine each of the first couple of days that he's done it. Yet, Vegas is seeing the most action on Tiger Woods, and I get it. I I get why they would, but they're about to make a whole lot of money on Tiger this week because I, I just don't see it. Well, here's the thing, Carlin. I don't know if I would bet any money on Tiger Woods, but I'm certainly not going to bet against him. What this guy has gone through, 14 months removed from a car accident that nearly took his life, nearly took his right leg. We're talking about this guy going out and competing against one of the toughest courses on the PGA Tour. And according to all of our golf experts, one of the hilliest courses on the PGA Tour. So the fact that he's accepting the challenge of trying to walk this course, even though he has a noticeable limp, that just speaks to the mental fortitude, the mental toughness, and the physical toughness that Tiger Woods has. Yeah, listen, I'm not questioning any of that. And I am rooting for Tiger Woods, to be clear. Are you? Because it doesn't I, sound no. like it this week. I know it doesn't sound like okay. it. Okay. But I am absolutely rooting for Tiger Woods because it's a great story. And how many great stories has he given us over the years already? 2019 was amazing, as you pointed out yesterday. It was, it was just off the charts great, and this would be an all-time top. I, I still contend this. Of the top five things I have seen in my life, just watching moments, uh, performances, one of the best things I have ever seen was, you know, I was 13, 12, when Jack Nicholas at the Masters at 46 years old goes absolutely nuts on the back nine and wins the tournament. And it was just, it was mesmerizing to watch it. This would be something that would supersede even that. And that is really saying something to me. And I'm not actually even a big Masters guy. Yeah, Like, I'm, I'm a big golf guy, not a big Masters guy. But, Chris, I mean, I think about athletic feats. If Tiger is somehow going to even make the cut here, it's amazing. To me, it's amazing that he's even here. I want to give him just all the credit and the love of the world for being here to begin with. Yeah. Considering what these injuries were. No doubt about it. And that's the thing that makes this special. And you're talking about the 25th anniversary of Tiger winning his first green jacket. And for me, the biggest moment in my lifetime that stands out as far as the sport of golf is concerned is when he dominated the Masters in 97. The guy shot 18 under for the tournament. Just obliterated the field. 
Like you, you, you didn't, you didn't know who this guy was, but you knew that was the beginning of a special career. And he's been able to show us these glimpses of excellence throughout his career as a professional golfer. And I'm, I'm going to tune in Carlin because I want to see one more glimpse. Yeah. I want to see it again. I want to see that magic. And, and I know it's a long shot that he would have a chance to make the cut and to contend on Sunday, but that, that's what I'm hoping for when I watch Tiger Woods this weekend. That's what I want to see, and I think that's what's going to draw so many other people in to watch. People that aren't even sports fans, people that aren't even fans of golf, they're going to tune in and watch because they want to see if they can get a glimpse of that greatness that Tiger Woods has come to be known for. Yeah, listen. Tiger Watch. Oh, Tiger Watch. Tiger Watch, there it is. Has he teed off? I just want to let you know that Tiger is officially back. He is teed off, and you can catch him in the feature group on ESPN Plus if you'd like to watch. But he is officially back. He has teed off on the first hole. Are we in the short grass, Bubba? Uh, it, th- it seems like it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There we go. He didn't. He didn't like the shot, and, yeah. and it seemed like he maybe was wincing a little. But like, at least it it stayed on the grass. Okay. Okay. It, it was okay. tough to tell where it ended up. It, he didn't seem pleased with it, though. But <laughs> Nobody so. turned to him and said, breakfast ball? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Little mulligan right out of the gate? You want to hit, be hit into the woods now? Look, I he's a, he's a complicated figure to me, but he is just one of the all-time amazing athletes that we have ever known. Max was talking about him not being an elite athlete the other day. It's absolutely ridiculous, by the way. Absurd. And just think about how he's changed. I love Max. Absurd. But but here's the thing, Carlin. Think about how he's changed golf. Because back in the day, you're talking about guys having bellies hanging over their belt line, these huge slacks. I model myself after Craig Stadler. Exactly. Just (laughs) completely unathletic. But now, look at the tour. Yeah. Justin Johnson and Rory McIlroy and Scotty Scheffler, all of these guys, Brooks Kepka, who looks like a linebacker, all of these guys are in shape. And, of course, these are players that have been influenced by what Tiger Woods has done, the way that he's taking care of his body. So his impact on the overall sport and the growth of the game, it can't be denied. And so I think that's another reason why people are rooting for him to have this kind of comeback. After we've seen the redemption when he went through the divorce and all the lowest of lows, stepped away from the game, the back fusion surgery, the knee surgeries, and then had a chance to win the Masters again in 2019. Like, we, we want to see Tiger Woods have another one of those special moments. I root for him, but be fair to him, I guess is what I'm saying, in your expectations. So but he's I, not doing that, though, Carlin. How, how, how am I going to temper my expectations for what I'm going to see from Tiger if he's not doing it himself? He's saying he's not going to play unless he feels like he can win it. But the, Chris, and there was you also no hesitation know, when he said it. You also know that there is nothing harder for an athlete than to be able to admit when it's not there anymore or, or when they don't have it. And they're always going to have the competitor mentality. And I'm not saying he doesn't have it, but the guy this week actually said, my biggest challenge is walking the course. I'm not worried about my actual game itself. I don't know if I can physically hold up to walking the course. So that's all I'm saying is root, love, get after it, watch every second of them, soak it all in and appreciate it for what it is. Because beyond tomorrow, you're not going to see him. He's not going to make the cut. I will say this, Carlin, as a former professional athlete, when I started getting late in my career, it was easier for me to run than it was to walk. I know it sounds crazy. It sounds ridiculous. But it was easier to run than to walk. And it's something about that muscle memory when you get out in the field of competition 
it just brings out this fire that, and that adrenaline that allows you to get back to doing what you're accustomed to doing. And so I'm hoping that as Tiger moves through this first round, a little bit of that kicks in and that enables him to overcome that deficiency when it comes to being able to walk around the course and navigate all of those hills at Augusta National. That's what I'm hoping for. Fingers crossed. I know I'm being incredibly optimistic, but that's what I want. Because okay. I do want Tiger Woods to make the cut. I do want him to be in contention when it comes to I Tiger. want to see all of that. I, I'm rooting for all of that. But just take all of that out. Take your heart out of it for a minute. <sighs> what, I just, just give me your prediction for Tiger. Because I, I'm going on record. He's not going to make the cut. It, it's, maybe it'll be close to making the cut. He's mm, not going to make the I cut. I think he makes the cut, and here's why. It's not just what Tiger Woods said about his overall game, but it's what other golfers are saying about him. Like Rory McIlroy, when he played with him in California leading up to this, he said his ball striking is, is all right there. Freddie Couples saying the same thing. Like, I know they want to support Tiger. I know that might be more heart than head, but that's what they're saying. And these are guys that have competed on that course. So I have to take their word for it when it comes to what shape Tiger's game is in. And so I think he's going to make the cut. I'm not going to go as far as saying he's going to have a top 10 finish, but I expect the Tiger is going to be involved when it comes to Saturday and Sunday golf. See, this is where, this is where you'll get me in the, the skepticism mode. Okay, because, here we because go. Because I'll, I'll just say that the, those guys, when they say those things, Freddie Couples, not so much. But those guys like McElroy, when they say those things, oh, yeah, it looks amazing. All, all that. A little bit of that Bill Belichick. Don't give, want give you to cheese. that. And you don't, I want you to shortchange my win when I kick his ass. <laughs> second shot. Where is he? Tiger's second shot was he hit it onto the green, but it rolled off the green and fell backwards. Is he in the sand? Nope. He has avoided the sand. He has avoided the but sand. He is now off the green. Is it on the short rough or in the deep rough? Short. The fringe. Short, yeah, and he's on the fringe. fringe. And you could see, and it's a very noticeable limp when he's walking. Yeah, he does that not course. seem to be loving life so far. Okay. So it seems to be a very, I mean, he's only had two shots and he's only on the, but he seems to be, doesn't seem to be enjoying it so far. He seems to be in pain and laboring. So it I, seems I, like it's going to be a long, long weekend here. Yeah, I can only imagine. I mean, you could not pay me to get me to walk any course right now. Right? I was sitting there thinking about that, Carlin. I mean, you. For Max to say that golfers aren't athletes, Tiger Woods is not an athlete, go out there and try to walk a golf course. I know how sore I am, and I ride around the course on a cart. The level of annoyance that you will see in me when the the person driving the drink cart does not show up every three holes is where I feel Carl, most inconvenienced. Carlin, you know the other ones that get me? The holes that say cart path only. Oh, where you gotta actually get no, out I, of the cart and walk to your ball. Or you show up at the you show up to play and maybe it rained for ten minutes the day before and they tell you cart path only today. Oh no. Like, oh, oh no. I'm going home. Oh, no. Uh, no, no, no. I didn't sign up for this. It's no. Carlin and Canty Infragrini on ESPN radio and on ESPN Plus. We will keep you updated on Tiger, but you can watch it right now on ESPN+. Plus. He has teed off. He is on the fringe on the green, or just off the green on the first hole, and all coverage beginning on ESPN at 3 p.m. this afternoon. But again, you can watch on ESPN Plus right now. Up next, Major League Baseball season begins today. You could not be more fired up than one individual is, and... 
We also, in 20 minutes, hear from Buster Olney to get his predictions on the season and how it's all going to play out, especially with the new playoff format. Carlin and Canty in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Looking at some of the favorites in this, uh, in Caesar Sportsbook to win this year, uh, currently, the Dodgers at 5-1 to one are the clear-cut favorites to win the World Series right now. The Blue Jays are the only other team with odds better than 10-1. to one. They are at 9-1. to one. They absolutely love, everybody seems to absolutely love the Blue Jays. And the, on ESPN.com's preview, uh, in, the Nash, in the American League East of 40 voters, 25 picked... 26 maybe picked the Blue Jays to win the American League East. A lot of people are very high on them. Well, they can score a hell of a lot of runs, and their run differential was a big reason why a lot of people are bullish on them coming into this year. So even though they're losing Robbie Gray, the Cy Young Award winner, like you're still talking about an offense that can score in bunches, and that's usually a formula that can lead to success when it comes to regular season wins. I'll give you one, though. The, the thing that I think we don't appreciate as much, and, and look, the race haven't gotten uh, – far enough to where we would appreciate them fully for what they've done. But they are amazing. They scored even more runs last year than the Blue Jays did, as hard as that is to believe. And this is a team that just continues to find their way toward the top of that division. So if you are ranking them right now in the American League East, how do you rank it at the moment? How are you going to ask me to do that? You know I'm a Yankees fan, so I have to rank them at the top of the division. All right, do you honestly believe the Yankees are winning the American League East right now? I want to believe it. I'll give you I want to believe it. I'll give you this piece of information while you're considering that. Go ahead. Of what I just said, of the 40 baseball experts who were asked their opinion on who was going to win each division, I just told you 26 picked the Blue Jays. Two picked the Yankees. Two out of 40 picked the Yankees to win the division. Was K one of them? <laughs> <laughs> I Michael don't know. K probably has to be one of them. I don't no, know. No, listen, man. I, I, I'm optimistic about what the Yankees can be. I, I don't think it's going to be as bad as last year, the ebbs and flows. But I think everybody in the division is better. And the Toronto Blue Jays are one of those teams that you have to watch for. The Tampa Bay Rays are always at the top of the division. So I do think it's going to be tough sledding for my Yankees. But – Feet to the fire, putting my fandom aside. Do I think the Blue Jays are going to win the division? Yeah, I actually do. I'm bullish on this team. And everybody seems pretty bullish on the Yankees, at least making the wild card. I am excited for the extra teams making the wild card. And I am also excited, Chris, that it is not just about one and done. 
I like the fact that the wild card series are going to be two out of three, and you're only going to have one team, uh, the top team, the top seed getting the bye. Uh, I'm sorry, top two seeds getting the bye, and then three will play six, four will play five in each league, and it's two out of three. I, I hated the idea that you would work that hard all season long and not at least get a two out of three type series to try to make your to try to go forward and and win one and done, especially if you were fighting toward the end to just get in, seemed a little unfair to me. Yeah, I know. And having a larger sample size, I think you're going to get the cream rising to the top. Anything can happen in a one-game playoff. That's why it's such a scary proposition and teams were fighting to try to win their division and avoid being in the wild card. So I do think playoff expansion and tweaking the wild card formula a little bit is going to be something that's exciting for all of the baseball fans and all of the teams and those marketplaces that are actually going to be involved in that game. It's Canty and Carlin filling in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Tiger Watch. What do we got, boys? He is through the first hole, and it was a par four, and it took him four shots to complete the hole. So he is That's even, even through one, which even. puts him at tied for ninth through <laughs> one hole. That is where Tiger is. Yes, we can. There we go. Love, Even. The, love the enthusiasm from Bubba, too. Got up and down from there the fringe. Learned love it, it from my friend Tyler. You know, if Bubba, <laughs> if Bubba just talked in a little bit softer voice, he might pull off the dance, the gym dance. You think so? I don't know. Bubba, 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 the way he was explaining that, I don't know. Could you capture the intricacies of the azaleas at, at, at the Masters, Bubba? That doesn't seem to me to be your forte, but I feel like if you softened a little bit, maybe. Maybe, but I'm, I'm just not too interested in the Azaleas. Yeah, I know. I know. And on the other side in baseball, the Dodgers are the favorites, but they are not the most popular bet at Caesars. More bets have been placed. More money has been wagered on the New York Mets to win the World Series than any oh, yeah. other team. How, Sway? How? 14 to 1 they are. Bubba. Can you explain how the most money has been laid on the New York Mets to win the World Series? Well, people want to make money, so they see that 14-1. to 1, They're seeing uh, old Buck at the helm now. They're thinking, no, that's a, that's a sure way They'll to see make Jacob money. DeGrom yeah, I was about to say, let June. me tell you when they're going to see Jacob DeGrom. <laughs> Don't worry about that. We got Tyler McGill starting opening day. What are you talking about? You're, you're right, and uh, you know what? He's fired up. We should all. He'll be fired up until Juan Soto takes him deep. <laughs> we should all. <laughs> Which should happen around 7, seven 7.22. <laughs> you're right. I was about to say 7.09, but they're on the road. So. Exactly, exactly. Well, we should all have the energy the the optimistic outlook, the excitement at an opening day start that Tyler McGill, tonight's starter for the Mets, has. Obviously when DeGrom went down and then with Scherzer. So left two options near Peterson. You know, they happened to choose me. Yeah. I wouldn't say. I mean, it just happened to fall in the right slot of where my throwing lines up with opening day and just happened to choose me and started out on no at the end of the day when it's all said and done i mean but from the time i step on the field you know it's go time and you know it's ready let's get ready for the game oh my god dude you're getting I, the ball on i think we day. know who's doing the pregame speeches for the rest of the year <laughs> <laughs> he's ready can you give me a little juice tyler mcgill what are you talking about he did he, di- he gave me nothing 
I mean, no energy. Yeah, it's my turn. You know, once those guys get hurt, I guess say, okay, here you go. Take Translation, the, the other guys in the rotation weren't moving their starts. So <laughs> that I had to be the guy for opening day. Max Scherzer certainly was not. Who, by the no. way, Scherzer, the betting favorite to win the Cy Young. I like that. Who do you think is the betting favorite in the American League to win the Cy Ooh, Young? Ooh, Garrett Cole. It is Garrett Cole. There we go, baby. Let's it go. It is Garrett Cole. Let's go. Chris Garland, Chris Canty in for Greeny. We've got so much more baseball to do in just moments. The big storylines of the season and the most intriguing aspects of the 2022 season. We get the answers from the great Buster Olney. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. You wouldn't know it to look at me. One of my busiest weeks of the year, Fashion Week. <laughs> it happens. I got shows to were, get to. Were you despise the people that place that kind of importance on fashion? Well, no. Is that why it's one of the busiest weeks for you? I maybe you didn't know. The other night for the Grammys, I styled Doja Cat. I, I mean, I, I'm a little disappointed that you wouldn't know that. But she was fun to work. Why with. would I know that? Well, because these are the little things that you're going to learn about me. What okay. style is important? But I can't. Gotcha. I cannot, Chris Canty, for the life of me, take it when I see. Somebody wearing sunglasses inside. And I like to play poker. Even then, I'm like, okay, you're not giving it away. That's fine. But you want to do that? that, Okay. That's the only place where it's even a quarter of the way acceptable. But if you're wearing sunglasses inside, there are many words that I would use to describe you that I cannot use right here. But we can all figure out what what they are. But it's just... You have to stop. And Ben Simmons on the bench last night is wearing sunglasses. Ben Simmons, who has not played a game all season long, who has filed a grievance to get the $20 million back from the Philadelphia 76ers uh, for games that he has not played in. Which is ridiculous, by the way. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I see him with a, a shirt a couple of weeks ago that is a Louis Vuitton hockey jersey yep. that he was wearing on the bench. Chris, I mean, I have to draw the line of sunglasses indoors. Okay, so what's worse, sunglasses indoors or sunglasses at night? Uh, indoors. Indoors is worse. Okay. Indoors. Like, if we're, if we're in Miami, sunglasses at night, okay, I get it. Okay. You know, because, like, if you're on South Beach, you know, if, if you're just, you know, if you're just hanging out somewhere, sunglasses at night is still 
pretty bad. But sunglasses indoors is the worst. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like that bit from Larry David in Curb Your Enthusiasm, right? There are two types of people that wear sunglasses indoors. <laughs> people that are blind and people that are... <laughs> starts with an A, ends with an E. Yeah, those types of folks. It's pretty accurate, but... Like... There are times where it feels like Simmons is almost rubbing it in our faces. Yeah, it does. I don't understand why a guy like that would make a mockery or a spectacle of himself since he hasn't played for a team and his team has title aspirations. He's unavailable because he's got a herniated disc in his back, not to mention nobody understands exactly where he's at with his mental health. So Ben Simmons should keep a much lower profile than he actually is doing. So massive disappointment and a complete embarrassment to himself and the Nets organization. Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, and for Greeny today on ESPN Radio, coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. It is opening day, and we welcome in Baseball Tonight podcast, Buster Olney. Buster will be on the coverage tonight. He'll be on the call, in fact, with Roxy Bernstein. Reds Braves here on ESPN Radio down in Atlanta. And Buster... You know what's so nice is it it wasn't that long ago, maybe a month ago, where we were talking about things we had no interest in. I don't have to hear collective, uh, you know, competitive balance tax today. I don't have to hear about service time today. None of it. Today we can actually talk about baseball itself. Yeah, a lot of stuff to be excited about, too. Uh, You know, uh, great races, great young players, uh, you know, like Bobby Witt Jr., who's my pick for American League Rookie of the Year. He's going to be a high-impact guy for the Kansas City Royals. So I'm fired up to watch him. You know, I'm down here, as you mentioned, in Atlanta. You know, Matt Olson's debut with the Braves. How will the fans receive him? Uh, you know, the, the Braves, you know, there's be talk among the, uh, the players about the, the ring ceremony that's coming up over the weekend. It, it's, it's a lot of fun. And we can set all that. You know, let's talk about CBT and, <laughs> and tanking and all that stuff. Can, we can defer it for five years. Buster, you know I'm our resident Yankees fan, so I can't let you get away without asking a question about the AL East. Now, on the .com, we have the article that shows our panel of experts here at ESPN talking about who's going to win the division, and overwhelmingly the majority of them pick the Toronto Blue Jays to win the AL East. Now, help me break this down, because I understand the Blue Jays have a talented roster when it comes to position players, their lineups, they can score runs with anybody in baseball, but what makes this team the favorite, as far as our experts are concerned, in winning the AL East? Yeah, and I'm one of those. I've actually got them uh, picked to win the World Series. You know, over the weekend, I walked up to a Yankees official and asked him, and said, hey, uh, you guys have played the Blue Jays. What do you think so far? And he looked at me, Riley, and said, oh, you mean the World Series champions? <laughs> uh, look, that lineup is, is going to hit, uh, I think, past a lot of the concerns they have. You know, I think people wonder, with Robbie Ray having departed uh, as a free agent, you know, Kevin Gossman stepping in the rotation, over the course of the full season, you know, how will that, uh, that, that uh, you know, the rotation hold up? I, last year, when George Springer was in the lineup, he was hurt so much in the first half of the year. They went 48 and 30. They were so good down the stretch that I had people from the Yankees and the Red Sox say uh, that they were relieved that the Blue Jays didn't make it into the playoffs because they thought they were the best team in the American League as that ended. And here's something else that, uh, that we're going to be talking about, you know, week after week, whenever the Blue Jays play at home, they're going to have a competitive advantage because of Canada's vaccine mandate. Yep. There are players on every team uh, – it seems that are going to be going up north who have guys who are not vaccinated. 
they're not going to be allowed to go in there and play. And you guys know, sort of, Chris, you know far better than I ever would, and certainly Chris, uh, 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 Carlin, too. We don't know sort of how team dynamics work. If you're a fringe player, you're getting vaccinated. So if teams are missing players, unvaccinated players in those series, they're going to be major stars. And that is going to be a competitive advantage for the Blue Jays with every single player vaccinated. Buster Olney, Baseball Tonight podcast. If you don't subscribe to it and you're a baseball fan, I don't know what you're doing because you get everything that you need in the Baseball Tonight podcast each and every day. Uh, He joins us right now. He is on the call for the Reds and the Braves on ESPN Radio tonight. All right, with the Yankees specifically, Buster, beyond Garrett Cole, who would they feel the best about right now? Are they highly confident in Luis Severino? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I think they, they like his talent, but I, I mean, the injury histories are the injury history. So yeah. we can talk about, you know, the development of these different pitches. And, you know, the other day he was using this new device, uh, for pitch signaling. And, and maybe that's something that'll help Severino. But the fact is, is that Jameson Tyone has missed a ton of time. Luis Severino has missed a ton of time. We don't know if they can hold up that you know, is their big question. I actually think that they probably have improved more than, you know, the casual Yankee fan wants to hear. I think, you know, Yankee fans wanted them to land Corey Seager or Carlos Correa. Um, their, their changes are more subtle, upgrading defense at catcher, at third, at short, at second with Glaber Torres now full-time at that position, bringing back Anthony Rizzo, you know, improving run prevention. But the rotation, that's the big question mark. <laughs> Well, another big question, Mark Buster, that Yankees fans want to see answered is whether or not the Yankees and Aaron Judge are going to be able to get a deal done before their opening game against the Red Sox on Friday. And so I wanted to ask you, what's the state of those negotiations and what are people in baseball circles saying about the likelihood that something could get done by then? So two days ago, uh, or uh, excuse me, it was early yesterday was the last time that, you know, talked to someone who was, uh, you know, had had knowledge of what was going on. And what I got back was uh, that at that time, it didn't seem optimistic. Now, you guys know how these things uh, can play out. They can change in a heartbeat. You know, the, the player's perspective can change. The team can suddenly uh, step up and, and increase their offer. I've wondered all along, is this, uh, you know, these conversations have taken place. Now, the fact that the Mets are spending so much money, Steve Cohen is cost be damned, you know, we're, we're going to spend whatever it takes. How much pressure does that put on Hal Steinbrenner? You know, does that mean in a, in a crucial moment, if they feel like they're within striking distance of a deal, does that make Hal Steinbrenner step up and say, yes, give him that extra, you know, $15, $20 million that puts it over the top? Um, I, I didn't sense a lot of optimism uh, the last time that I spoke with someone about this. I, I will tell you that, you know, some of the people have gone down on lockdown. Maybe that's, uh, you know, reflects that they're trying to do their – their last gas push to push this across. Buster only joining us, of course, ESPN Baseball Tonight uh, podcast. Buster, what about the intriguing stories in the game right now? Let's let's start with just the team that maybe nobody is giving enough respect to, but has really done a lot to improve their standing and is going to be a bigger factor than people realize this year. The Atlanta Braves, I've been shocked, guys. It, it feels like that they, even though they won the World Series, they still are incredibly underrated. I think that people, 
generally looked at them as being maybe a little bit of a fluky champion last year because they won 88 games in a regular season. Well, when you, you look at really at what they accomplished, uh, they basically won two-thirds of their games the last three months, including October. They finished each one of their postseason uh, series you know, a game sooner than uh, they did. They never had to play a, you know, deciding game five or game seven. Uh, and they did all of that without the guy who I think is the best player in baseball, Ronald Acuna Jr. I had Alex Anthopoulos, the head of baseball operations for the Braves on the podcast that I do today. He said that, you know, they're kind of looking at early May, uh, beginning of May to get Acuna Jr. back uh, after, you know, because he, he blew out his knee last year and he's been rehabbing. They went out, made significant upgrades to their bullpen. They get Kenley Jansen. They get Colin McHugh. Um, yes, Freddie Freeman is gone, but Matt Olson has stepped into his place. He's got more power. You know, I talk to Braves people who love Freddie Freeman, but they say Matt Olson at this stage is a better defender. Uh, you've got Austin Riley, who stepped forward last year, uh, became an MVP candidate. I think Kyle Wright is going to grow from his World Series experience. It is a great team. Uh, and I think that'll, you know, it'll be a challenge for the Mets in the National League East. And Buster, I wanted to ask you, and speaking of the National League, now they've got the, D- the DH over there. Who is that going to impact the most in that league? For me, uh, well, there are two candidates, and it's a question I get asked by evaluators all the time. Uh, you know, when I, I move around, they say, what are the Mets going to do with Robinson Cano? You know, are they going to DH him every day? You know, will they use that position to, you know, put Pete Alonso in that spot? Um, I, I think the team, which has demonstrated time and again uh, that they can use the flexibility of players in a spot like that would be the Dodgers. You know, Max Muncy coming back from the elbow injury. Maybe they give Freddie Freeman a day off. And I do think this helps maybe the best hitter in baseball in Juan Soto with the Nationals because the Nationals were able to go out and sign a pure DH in Nelson Cruz who can at least make opposing pitchers Think about uh, pitching to Soto. Last year, Soto had 145 walks and 93 strikeouts. Uh, you know, he's still 23 years old. He's the closest thing this generation has to Ted Williams in terms of how dominant he is as a hitter. Uh, so I, I think the Nationals will be greatly helped out by the DH. Buster, the, you mentioned the device earlier, the, the new way that pitchers and catchers can communicate without having to give signs. It's, of course, designed to help uh, keep teams from trying to pick up on the signs. What do we sense as far as how many people, how many pitchers and catchers are going to be using this early in the season? About half at the start of the season, from what I understand. And for those who don't know what it is, it's a transmitter that's worn on the, the wrist of the gloved hand of the catcher. He pushes buttons to indicate type of pitch and location. They're listening devices in the, in the caps of pitchers and three other position players. Um, and it's gotten rave reviews, generally speaking, in a sport, which you guys know, is overall very resistant to change. Uh, there have been some teams that have had issues with it. I was uh, yesterday with the Tigers. Uh, A.J. Hinch, their manager, told me that their catcher, Tucker Barnhart's not comfortable with it yet. But to start this, the Braves tonight, uh, their catchers are not quite comfortable with it yet. But given the general level of paranoia within baseball about sign stealing, I, I, you know, it's, it's a guarantee that by the end of the year, you're going to see 30 teams using it because it allows – you know, pitchers and catchers to communicate uh, without actually having to, you know, to have signs and possibly put them at risk for having them deciphered by, uh, you know, runner at second base or maybe even cameras. And one of the cool things about this, I don't know if you heard about this, guys, 
but you can custom make the voice that comes out and calls the signs, kind of like Alexa, Siri type of situation. So, you know, I was talking to David Cohn the other day about, okay, what voice would you have be the voice that comes in? He said, hey, how about Bob Shepard? You know, the PA, <laughs> the late PA announcer for the Yankees. Maybe it's your favorite singer. You know, maybe it's Rocky Balboa. I don't know. But it's a, an intriguing question for all of us to ask. What would be our, our uh, you know, our pitch calm noise that we would want to hear in our head? <laughs> I, I'm thinking Gilbert Gottfried myself. I said that yesterday. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, like that's going to help you out on a mound. Like you want, you know, Chris Canium, imagine you probably had some coach who got in your under your skin at times. That might be the guy you want. Oh, yeah, Tom Coughlin, no doubt about it. <laughs> Actually, Buster, I don't know. It might be a toss-up between Tom Coughlin and Sam Jackson. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, but, Buster, last one for me, just out of curiosity, because it seems like every year there's a player that becomes a household name. Last year was Shohei Otani. The year before that, Fernando Tatis Jr. Who's the guy, in your opinion, that people in baseball circles know about but the rest of America will know about at the end of this season? Okay, I got two. My American League uh, Cy Young pick is Dylan Cease of the Chicago White Sox. He's been kind of a middle-of-the-rotation guy, but he led the American League in strikeout ratio among starting pitchers. It looks like at age 26, like he's putting it all together, and he could be a dominant guy uh, for them. And I mentioned this name before, Bobby Witt Jr., the Kansas City Royals, uh, who is probably the Royals' best position prospect since George Brett. Uh, I've had an evaluator compare him to Chipper Jones, uh, because of the range of skills, uh, you know, he can throw, he can, he's an excellent defender, he can run, he can hit, he can hit for power. But here's the thing, because he grew up in a sports family, his dad, of course, played in the big leagues, uh, there's a comfort level there, right? And, and I've had, you know, people in Kansas City mention to me that they, he kind of reminds them of Patrick Mahomes. Like, he's been there and done that in terms of being in a professional sports clubhouse. And, and that comfort level, I think, will help him translate right away. All right, not to be mean, but as a Texas Rangers fan, I'm hoping he's a little bit better than his father was. That's wow, <laughs> wow, shots fired. Well, he's not a pitcher, so he will be, but he is—he is looking like he's going to be a dynamic player. Uh, Buster, enjoy it tonight. You're on the radio call here on ESPN Radio. Reds Braves in Atlanta with Roxy Bernstein. You can of, of course catch it all beginning at 7:30 on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks, Buster. Enjoy actually talking baseball. Oh, what a treat. Thanks, guys. Buster Olney, and I'm telling you, if you are a baseball fan and you do not subscribe to Buster's Baseball Tonight podcast, for me commuting into the city every day, as I did for a while, it was just the perfect must-listen. It was absolutely awesome. Really enjoyed it. No, Buster is the best, man. If you're not listening to his podcast, you're hustling backwards. Exactly. Hey, according to research, 90% of employers plan to make enhancing the employee experience a top priority in 2022. After all, a happy workplace, like the one that allows for a flexible schedule and focuses on company culture, is key to attracting and keeping great employees. And if you need to add more employees to your team... There's ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds the right candidates for your job and proactively presents them to you. You can easily review these candidates and invite your top choices to apply. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. It's Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, and for Greeny. That means we've got a Tiger Watch and a Tiger Update. Bubba, what do we got? 
Yeah, so he is through two holes now, and on the second hole, it was a par five, mm. and it took him five shots to complete. So he is even through two, which puts him at tied for seven. And right now he's on the third hole, and it is a par four, and he is on his third shot. His third shot is where? He is just uh, approaching the green. So he is shy of the green. Yes. Going to try to get up and down and stay even through three. Are you going to be locked in loaded on this all afternoon? No doubt about it. Plus, wifey is at work, so I don't have to worry about fighting with her for the television. So I can lock in on Tiger Woods this afternoon. If you want to check it, you can want to watch it right now. It is available on ESPN Plus. And, of course, all of ESPN's coverage of the Masters continues later on today, 3 p.m. this afternoon. Make sure that you are locked in on ESPN. Get it in the hole, Tiger. Let's go. Enjoy him while he's there because he's not going to be there for you. Hater. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.